0: hello again hello we're back
1: we are back and happy
0: so happy (laughs) we took a little trip back to the 90s again
1: we did it was a lot of fun
0: i was very happy about it
1: yeah i know you were pumped up to finally get this one covered
0: I was but before we get to that yes I would like to know what posters you would have had on your walls, your bedroom walls, in the 90s. I'm sure it changed.
1: It did. There was probably phases for me.
0: Yeah. You know, 10 years is a long time. It is, And you weren't even there for a lot of that time, but...
1: So I'd start out with Buffalo Bills posters. Yeah. I remember one was Bruce Smith, where he was, like, shirtless... And all jacked up on a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I think my dad got it for me. Okay. Great poster. I also had Jim Kelly just throwing a football like it was an action shot from a game. Yeah. And I had their schedule up from 1990 and I had filled in all the scores and put in stats and stuff like that. That was on my wall forever. I can still remember seeing it up there. And being very excited because they were very good that year. <laughs> now, in the middle of the 90s, I started to switch from posters. I moved over to taking like laundry detergent and putting it on the wall, like design wise, or just putting phrases up on the walls. Did it would, you do
0: it with like your fingertip?
1: Yeah, or a small paintbrush, yeah. Okay. And it would glow in the black light. Right. So I'd have mm-hmm. like black light posters, I guess, too. There was a few. Do you remember those? It was like super psychedelic looking. Yes. Yep. It was pretty awesome. Towards the end of the 90s, I'd have a lot of South Park posters up. I'm a big South Park fan.
0: <laughs> I remember you having those up in your college dorm room. Yeah. Not that I went to your college dorm room. I just saw pictures of it. You saw so photos much. of it, yes. Yeah. Well, for me, early 90s, it was mostly New Kids on the Block mm-hmm. and the cast of 90210.
1: Like individual or just like a big poster of them or multiples? Multiples. Oh, okay.
0: My room was always, I mean, I guess early days, it started out just being a few posters, like just big posters here mm. and there. I know I had like a new kid's calendar at some point. Uh, and then like later, I know I have like friends' calendars, the TV show and stuff like that. But gradually it just grew and grew and my walls became a piece of collage art.
1: I remember, I feel like, were they done at that point in like... 97 or, or whenever it was.
0: 98 when you 98, saw my room? Yeah. Yes.
1: Because I feel like they were, it was super eclectic. Like there was, it was busy. There was a lot yes. of stuff on your walls.
0: There was a lot.
1: It was impressive.
0: <laughs> Thank you. A, <laughs> a lot of time and thought went in to every picture, every placement. There were my own pictures of, you know, with my friends and stuff, but then also not just guys or, you know, celebrities, but also like... Cutouts from Seventeen and Cosmo and these magazines of just cool shots. There would be a lot of girls on my wall because I loved their fashion and they were just really fun pictures. And I thought it made me cool to have those up there.
1: It did make you cool. It
0: was probably aspirational, too. You know, I wanted to be as cool as they were.
1: Well, it was a cool looking room.
0: Thank you. I also had a black light and, uh, you know, glow in the dark stars on my ceiling. Oh, nice. And... I don't remember when I did this, probably like junior or senior year, but my mom actually gave me permission to paint in my closet, my bedroom closet, and yeah. in the laundry room.
1: Right. What year was that-ish? I
0: feel like 97, probably. Oh, okay. And those rooms are still painted to this day.
1: I was going to say, they're. I thought they were both still that way. So
0: they're like very brightly colored, you know, trees and rainbows and- mushrooms and and there's like
1: <laughs> mushrooms
0: yeah <laughs> psychedelic what mushrooms were you doing in the 90s and like <laughs> class of 98 and there's actually i think in one of, in my bedroom maybe you know the name of the boy that i had a crush on mm-hmm. back then still there is it yeah
1: we'll go check that out i know take a picture of it
0: <gasps> i should take pictures of it yeah except i'll just blur out the name <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But then as far as like the main, main players, there were probably more pictures of them than anyone else. Yeah. In the late 90s, high school into college, because I still my room was still that way, I think, until I moved out later on, like moved out of state, not just away to college. Right. College was only half an hour away. And so I was home a lot.
1: They kept your room like that.
0: Yes. And so it was Leonardo DiCaprio and Jared Leto.
1: Okay. Which version of DiCaprio?
0: Well, I mean,
1: lots of versions. Because I, what was he in in the 90s? I Romeo mean, late Romeo and Juliet,
0: Titanic.
1: Yeah, but Titanic would have been a little bit late for that, right? Wasn't that like 98? Or was mm-hmm. that 97? Okay. So I it would be Titanic. Titanic Leo.
0: Romeo and uh, Juliet. Romeo
1: and Juliet Leo.
0: Yeah. And he was else? in other stuff too. I mean, he was in like, I know was what's either. eating Gilbert Grape and, yeah. you know, things like that. Okay. A couple of things. Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe some like teen magazine shots of them and just stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it was actually it was they were all from magazines. Okay, just cut out of magazines.
1: And then Jared Leto was the other one. Yes. Okay.
0: Speaking of which.
1: Speaking of which.
0: <laughs> I finally talked him into letting us cover my so-called life.
1: Yes, you did, and I'm glad that we did it.
0: Me too. You you enjoyed it, didn't you? I did. He had never really watched it.
1: I'd, I'd seen bits and pieces of it, but that was a time in my life where I wasn't watching a lot of television as far as when that was on TV. Yeah. So I didn't catch it back then. And I've seen reruns of it occasionally. But if you don't start at the beginning, or at least if I don't start at the beginning, then I don't consume the whole thing. So this was good. This is one of the first shows that we've actually done from start to finish.
0: All aside of them. from, aside from like Gem and the Hologram. Yeah,
1: aside from Gem and the Holograms, yes.
0: <laughs> but we were able to do that because this only ran for one season. It did, yeah. So there were what nineteen episodes? Yeah, I think, think. so.
1: Yeah, you're right, nineteen episodes.
0: So it originally aired on ABC mm-hmm. from August of ninety four to January of ninety five.
1: Okay,
0: it's crazy. It's such a short period of time. It is to be such a.
1: It's like it's,
0: such a long lasting impression on me and on many people. Right. So it was distributed by Bedford Falls Company with ABC Productions. And what I loved about that is Bedford Falls is where It's a Wonderful Life, the Christmas movie. Yeah. That was where it was set. And so at the end of every episode, it would play like it would show Bedford Falls Company or whatever. And then it would do the little and dance by the light of the moon. And dance by the light of the moon. Which is from that movie. Uh, Yes. Um, And also there were, I think, two, unless we missed anything else, I think there were two different times that you could see It's a Wonderful Life playing in the background.
1: Yeah, I can remember one of them.
0: One of them was the Christmas episode. The other one, I think, was maybe the first episode.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: It's just like on the TV in the bedroom Mm -hmm. where they're like having a discussion, but... I had never noticed it before until we watched this. Yeah. Again, become so much more observant when we're doing this for research.
1: And this is set at uh, Liberty High School in a fictional suburb near Pennsylvania, right? In Pittsburgh?
0: Yes. It's called Three Rivers.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense in Pittsburgh wise.
0: Yes. That makes sense. (laughs) I didn't even.
1: (laughs) Yeah, never really thought about about that. that. Yeah.
0: Well, you had asked me where it was set the other day, and I was like, Ugh. Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it was like more Midwestern. I knew it was somewhere that had a fall. Right. Because that's pretty much, aside from a few scenes, it mostly just looks like it's fall. All it the time. does
1: always look like it's fall.
0: Yeah. Which is why I always want to watch it <laughs> in the fall. So, obviously, it's about a group of teenagers. They're all around 15. Yeah. I guess... Well, Jordan's 16 because he's driving, mm-hmm. but I think most everybody else is around 15 and they're all kind of entangled in some way. They're all different. They all have, you know, they're all unique, like right. like every person in the world, but some of them are vastly different, but yet their lives are still entangled in some way.
1: Yeah. I feel like it was like a good cross section of at least what I saw in high school for the most part.
0: Right. I guess when I think about it, the reason that they were all entangled is because of Angela. Yeah.
1: Yeah she was the glue. Yeah. That brought them all together and held them there for the most part.
0: So we follow along through all of their angsty teen stuff. That awkward time of life where you're just trying to like figure out who you are.
1: Yeah, everything's changing, I mean across the board, and that's I think that's represented well in this show.
0: It is. And you're exposed to things you've never been exposed to. It's just yeah. there's a lot going on and for me this show felt not necessarily like parallel to my high school experience, mm-hmm. but it was definitely relatable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like it didn't mirror mine at all, but I related to it.
0: It's funny because I, when I think about all of the characters on the show, I can, most of them see a little bit of myself in all of them, you know? Yeah.
1: Or somebody I knew. Right. You know?
0: Yep. So speaking of Angela, she was played by Claire Danes.
1: Was this our introduction to Claire Danes? I feel like it was.
0: I think it was. I know that we had seen where she had auditioned for a role in Dazed and Confused when we covered that, but they said that she was too young. Yeah. And then we looked, and she was in Little Women, but that came out...
1: Towards the end of this show, I think, because this ran until January 95, right? Yes. So, yeah, Little Women came out in December of 94.
0: Okay, so either they had wrapped up filming on this before she started Little Women, Mm -hmm. or it was, like, happening at the same time. Yeah. Just pulling a Michael J. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) She was definitely in the state of trying to figure out who she was, and that was how the show began. Yeah. Where she's pulling away from her parents and from her friends that she had grown up being close to, Sharon and Brian, and she's dyeing her hair red and changing how she dresses. And now she's got these new friends, Brian and Ricky, who are polar opposite from Sharon and Brian.
1: Yeah, you're just kind of thrust into the point where that has just changed.
0: Right. You're kind of figuring it out because... You see, like, her run into Sharon in school and Sharon's, like, staring at her hanging out with her new friends. Yeah. And you don't really know why she's upset at that point. But they do a pretty good job of kind of cluing you in on it all. It really feels like you're just plopped right in the middle of this thing that's already happening, you know.
1: She also has a massive crush on one Jordan Catalano. It cannot be said. You can't say Jordan without without saying...
0: Catalano. Catalano. (laughs) Listen, she is all of us. All of us that were 16-year-old girls at the time, or however old you were. Jordan Catalano was everything. Really? Oh, yeah. I,
1: I would say, though, I feel like girls would also use guys' first and last names when they liked them. Or maybe not just when they liked them. But I don't know if that was like a girl thing back then. Yeah. I just, it, it always stuck out to me. I'm like, why are you using his first and last name? I would only use like his last name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Catalano. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Which they would do. Yeah. I guess that, that was noticeable as well. Like all his friends would just be like Catalano, come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like maybe I did that with one person mm-hmm. I can think of that. I probably still do that to, to this day. If I talk about him, I don't want to say who it is because then I'll get embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> just in case one of his siblings is listening or something. But Well,
1: my sister's listening, so I, you can say my last <laughs> name. It's okay.
0: <laughs> Listen, this is from childhood. It's fine. But yeah, she has a massive crush on him. And at the time, like when we first start, they've never even spoken. Yeah. It's very unrequited. You know, he has no idea who she is. And, and they do a good job of showing that as well. Well, they do
1: because it's like it was a big deal for her to walk by yep. and look at him. Yes. That was a big thing. It's like, oh, my God, we just made eye contact.
0: Yep. Those were, I mean, that was what was so exciting about school. Yeah. Is if you liked somebody that was there, you knew what time, like between classes that you would pass each other in the hallway. Right. That was huge for me, With especially with like a particular person. It was like, is he going to say hi to me today? And I would live for that little bit of time and like there were plenty of times where he would like reach over and squeeze my arm or run his hand down my arm or pass me a note when things progressed a little bit, you know, or stop and talk to me. Those are big moments, little moments, but huge moments.
1: Yeah. You knew it was really special if somebody like popped by your locker. Yes. To be like, hey, what's up?
0: Or came and like waited for you to come out of your classroom.
1: Mm, Yeah, I never really had that happen, but... It was more a locker, like somebody would be waiting for me at my locker. Or vice versa, I'd be waiting for somebody at their locker.
0: I also remember certain times where he would like walk by the classroom because the door would be open Mm -hmm. to just wave. Oh, wow. Because it would be like while class was happening, but he would have a hall pass for some reason and and wave.
1: You'd be so distracted at that point. You look distracted right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny when you think about that time, though. You kind of put yourself right back in. And plus, watching this show... Definitely. I mean, hello. Like that was, I was watching it as I was also going through something very similar.
1: Yeah. I was never distracted from my schoolwork. (laughs) No one could walk by and distract me.
0: So are you saying you're a Brian Krakow?
1: Uh, No, I wasn't a Brian Krakow. But what I'll say is that I can't place in any classroom where I could see the door. Oh. I'm thinking through all of them. Maybe one, like my social studies class. Mm Mm-hmm. But the rest of them, the door would be behind you and you'd be facing the front of the class, like the board, chalkboard or boards, I guess. Yeah, I don't I don't remember getting distracted by somebody walking by ever.
0: Well, I guess you weren't a boy crazy me.
1: I mean, I was a girl crazy me. (laughs) Had I been looking at that door and, you know, a few people walked by, that would have gotten distracted. Maybe, maybe I was very into my studies. (laughs) Nerd. Nerd.
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> also, Angela is mostly the narrator of the show. Mm-hmm. So we see things from her point of view. There's only two episodes where it's narrated by a different character.
1: No, I know the one with her sister. What's the other one? I can't remember. Brian. Oh, Brian? Which one does Brian to, take us I there? think
0: it's called Life of Brian. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Life of Brain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As Jordan called him.
1: Yeah. Then we got Bess Armstrong, who plays... Patricia or Patty Chase.
0: She's Angela's mom. And we see her really butting heads with Angela straight away. She's very uptight, serious. She likes things a certain way. And she really struggles when anything or anyone different shows up in her life. Yeah.
1: And she is the disciplinarian of the family. For yeah, sure. she's
0: the bad guy.
1: Yeah. I feel like in the pilot, that comes across a couple times. Like, Graham. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> That's the husband. But, uh, you know, she's yelling at the father because he's trying to be the good guy.
0: Right. Well, Tom Irwin played Graham mm-hmm. Chase. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely has a closer relationship with Angela. He's like soft-spoken, easygoing, definitely more likable.
1: Yes. Way more likable than Patty.
0: And all of, you know, Angela's friends tend to like him more mm-hmm. and bond with him more quickly. But he's like the cool dad. I mean, he even gives Angela and Ryan Dead tickets. Out yeah, that of was pretty awesome.
1: Though he's struggling himself with what he wants to do career-wise. He was working at like the family printing press. It was fun to see what people would do with a printing press back then because it's a little different now. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's as common of a business as it was back then. But... And
0: that's Patty's family business yeah. that she took over. She
1: took it over. Right. She's
0: kind of the the breadwinner in the household as well. Yep. And we also see that he's not. As perfect as he seems, because he definitely struggles. I mean, they struggle in their relationship, but we see that he has a bit of a wondering eye.
1: Yeah, you're right. Like in the beginning of the show, he's full blown about to have an affair.
0: Well, and again at the end. Yeah. Spoiler alert. He's about to.
1: He's about to. But he he chooses not to both times, but he is about to. But that
0: was also the finale.
1: Yeah, so we don't know.
0: didn't carry on. So yeah, I often think about that. At least I've been thinking about that while I've been watching. Is like, yeah. what, would what would have happened with that?
1: Claire Dane, I saw some interview where she was on Howard Stern. She said it didn't even get to finish season one. What? Yeah, season. she said season one wasn't finished, which I, I didn't know that. I thought it ran the whole way through. But if you think about it, episodes were normally about 24 at a count standpoint.
0: Yeah, 19 does seem like a weird number, but, yeah. but then does that discount the rumors that she is kind of the reason why they didn't continue. Because yeah, what I read was that she when she heard that they might, you know, they might get picked up for a season two, that she didn't want to do it. I think at that that's point that's what I read too, yeah. She was really struggling with like balancing work and school and she probably also wanted to get into movies.
1: Right. Yeah, TV wasn't what it is now back right. then. And I don't know if this was like where TV got a bit more serious Or, you know, I'm sure there was television shows that were more serious. It's just like TV really changed with this and um, The Sopranos. The profile of of what was done on television really changed. Right. So, yeah, I don't know if it got canceled or if she didn't want to do it. I'm not sure which one is true. Hmm. We'll have to interview Claire Danes to find out.
0: We'll have to get her on the pod. (laughs) Okay. So next we have A.J. Langer, who played Ryan Graff. Yeah. A legendary character. Legendary. She's Angela's new best friend when we open with the series. She's wild, rebellious. She's into alcohol, drugs, sex, raised by a single mother who kind of seems like she might be into the same kind of things. Yep. But she really loves her friends. She's very passionate. I think she has some issues with her father, you know, abandoning. Her and we also see a lot of childlike qualities in her that I find super adorable.
1: Yeah, she's a great character.
0: She really is. She's like an onion; Mm -hmm. just keep peeling back the layers. She also is a countess now.
1: Yeah, that's what you were telling me. Is this
0: she married a count?
1: What is she countess of?
0: It's either Devon or like Devon, which is kind of funny because two of the actors on the show are named Devon. Oh, are they? Mm Hmm. Oh, it's not interesting.
1: Then we have Wilson Cruz as Enrique Ricky Vasquez. My favorite. Yeah, he's a good character. He is Rand's best friend.
0: Yeah, later Angela's best friend as well.
1: Yes. He was the first openly gay teenager to appear on American network TV. Yep. That was something that was hard to get used to as far as watching it, getting used to the fact that this was a lot less common.
0: Right. You know, you see like the mom being uncomfortable with it without right. actually saying it. But, you know, they do. The parents do kind of question themselves like, are we judging him without realizing we're judging him? Or yeah. are are we if this was Brian Krakow that we, needed yeah. our help? What would, would
1: we, we be doing it? that? Would
0: point? we turn him away? Right. You know, so I really liked that, that they were questioning that. Obviously, it was one of the first things on TV liked that since he was the first openly gay teenager.
1: Yeah, I remember that about the show back then. I remember that being a pretty big thing.
0: Right. He's such an amazing character.
1: He is. I mean, he's got a, a really uh, tough arc throughout the it's whole show. It's very
0: difficult to watch a lot yeah. of it. I mean, I we watched one episode last night, the Christmas episode, and I yeah. sobbed, ugly cried. Right, it's Probably emotional. more than I even did back when... I mean, obviously, I watched it when I was... 16 or whatever, but I've rewatched it a lot over the years. Yeah. But it really hit me this time. I don't know. I think it's just so, he's so good to Wilson Cruz. I mean, he is an amazing actor and the character is just so sweet.
1: He is. And he's just constantly rejected in different forms, which are all really, really difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know how like watching that for the first time. For someone to watch that and maybe they've never been exposed to anything like mm-hmm. that, like me. I guess maybe the only thing I'd been exposed to before that was Pedro on Real World. Yeah. But, you know, this was different because it was fictional and it it was more, not that Pedro wasn't emotional, but I don't know, just a different situation. But right. I don't know how you could watch that and like love Ricky and then how that couldn't change you. If you previously felt a certain way. Yes. Like how you could have any hate in your heart.
1: Yeah, it's challenging. After
0: seeing something like that. I don't know. I mean, he's just such a wonderful character. I love him so much.
1: Yeah. And and character wise, he's being raised by his aunt and his uncle who physically and emotionally abuse him. They end up abandoning him. Yeah. Which is a, a pretty rough part of the show.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, it just taught me so much about acceptance and love that I didn't know I had. Right. And yeah, he'll just forever be one of my all-time favorite television characters.
1: Yeah, he's awesome.
0: So Devin Gummersall played Brian Krakow.
1: Old Krakow.
0: He's Angela's next-door neighbor and has an unrequited crush on her.
1: He does love him some Angela.
0: He's very intelligent and he, you know, does extremely well in school. Mm -hmm. He's observant you know, of everything going on around him. But he's super awkward in social situations. Yeah. And like when he tries to express himself, like he can come off like really self-righteous and just. Yeah. He did, he's
1: awkward in like every situation. <laughs> it's right. Like all of them. <laughs> yeah. But he's who people come to. When they need help with school or like fixing something. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if nobody else is around, they go to they go oh, to old crack out they go
0: to old crackout because <laughs> <laughs> he's dependable. He is like, even though he they all piss him off all the time, like he's still there when it comes down to it.
1: Yeah, that was a funny part of the show, like how antagonistic the relationships are at times. Mm-hmm. I don't remember having that type of vibe, really, but I, I'm sure I did with some of my friends.
0: Yeah, I don't feel like I had, like, real fights with people. I feel like any time that someone maybe hurt me, one of the cases, kind of like how Ryan hurts Angela, mm-hmm. we didn't really talk about it. You know, like, I didn't go yell at her. Like, we just, I think maybe she wrote me a note oh, apologizing. Well,
1: I-, I would have situations where I would be angry with somebody and say something to them. Yeah. It just, like, in normal day-to-day stuff, it was a good time.
0: Right. Well, but I think that's where it became complicated because it's not like they were BFFs. You know, like Angela and Brian weren't super close. They had a history, you know, because they grew up together, but they weren't like hanging out every second of every day. Yeah. So they had this interesting back and forth.
1: It always made me wonder if they did used to hang out.
0: I I wasn't sure. I think they did when they were kids. Yeah. It's hard. It doesn't really come across that way on the show. But when I read up about it, they were saying that they had all the three of them had Sharon, Brian and Angela had all been close when okay. they were
1: kids. That would make sense.
0: Cause I'm sure they all went to the same elementary school. And right. All of that.
1: Now we come to the big one. <laughs> Jared Leto as Jordan Catalano. He is the object of Angela's affection. And mine. My... And yours.
0: <laughs> the 16 year old me.
1: Yes. He's very good looking.
0: Ridiculously good looking.
1: (laughs) He's not very good in school and not really interested in school.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: that's not that's not what he's there for. I think think he's there just because he has to be.
0: Mm -hmm. But then there's an episode called Why Jordan Can't Read.
1: Yeah. And so you get to dive into his character a little bit and see why it is he's not overly interested in school Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: it's such a struggle for him.
0: Yep. He's obviously emotionally immature Mm -hmm. as well. Because he really likes Angela, but he doesn't want to admit it to her or to anyone else. He's initially ashamed to be seen with her. Yeah. But we do start to see things change and things start to click with him as far as like, oh, this is what I need to do in order to form a relationship with someone. And it's okay to let my guard down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he's not so great with words.
1: No, not with the words.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He says it all with his eyes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> or he lets Krakow <laughs> write it for him. That's <laughs> true.
0: He also goes to Brian Krakow for help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is in the band.
0: Frozen Embryo.
1: Frozen Embryo. So sorry. Great name.
0: It also got changed at the end to Residue.
1: Residue. I don't think I caught that.
0: Yeah, you were working on something while that was playing. I was soldering. You were soldering. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so then we have the other Devin, Odessa. That's Sharon Chersky. She was Angela's best friend throughout childhood until Angela became friends with Brianne, really.
1: And we don't know when or why that switch happened. We just catch the tail end of it happening.
0: Right. Sharon is, she's pretty. She receives a lot of new attention from guys about her body, which I can relate to.
1: Yeah, they had like a sophomore list or something. It was like
0: like best.
1: Best whatever. She was on that list.
0: She was on the list. Yeah. And I related to the fact that, like, she did not like that attention. She was like, don't notice this. Right. I mean, she, you know, I think she she liked attention, but she didn't want it just for that reason. And so it made her feel insecure, self-conscious, hmm. which is how I felt. Let's just say there were two Stacys in my school. There was Stacy with the baby and Stacy with the boobs. <laughs> 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 and I guess in that case, I was glad to be Stacy with the boobs. Y- yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but, you know, she's sad and she's hurt about not being as close to Angela. But she gets a new boyfriend, Kyle, mm. who's a jock and super popular. So she kind of is around a different crowd also. yeah,
1: She's doing fine. She's, yeah, sad. she's fine.
0: She just misses her friend. Yeah, exactly. She's really well-rounded and seems to have a good head on her shoulder. She's very involved in school. You know, she's in the band. She's on a bunch of committees. She plans stuff. She's she's very active. Yes, and we also see her character grow and like open up to new ideas as they're presented to her and new different people than what she's used to. Too. And you know, you see
1: her introduction to Brad Pitt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she becomes friends with Rayanne and Rick. And I guess not so much Ricky, but we see her form a bond with Rayanne. And yeah. that's also a fun kind of unexpected friendship. Angela's not too keen on it.
1: She's not, but I'm glad they. Got past their differences. I liked that part of the show.
0: I do too. And they could relate in a different way than either of them could relate with Angela. They talked about sex and they both love Angela. Yep. (laughs) You know, like that was their, they would fight about Angela, but they would also relate about Angela. You know, the things that maybe bugged them about Angela or just trying to work. They would help each other try to fix things with her.
1: They would. and, And it was fun to see them find things they had in common with each other. Yeah. You know, to kind of bridge the gap of how much they disliked each other in the beginning versus right. the end of the show.
0: And I really loved there was a scene, I think in the finale, where Rayanne thinks she doesn't have any friends and Sharon tells her, you know, you do have a friend. Yeah. And initially Rayanne's just like, you know, looking at her like, you know, she doesn't want to admit that she actually is happy.
1: She's appreciative of the fact that she is her friend, but Ryan's so tough. Yeah. She can't let her guard down. At first. She's
0: got those walls up.
1: That's right. So then we have Lisa Wilhoyt, who plays Danielle Chase, Mm -hmm. who's the little sister of the Chase family. She's mostly ignored by her family. (laughs) We get an episode where she narrates and she kind of covers what she does. You know, nobody wants her in any of the rooms. So she's kind of pushed around and she's like, well, I'll just sit here and play my video game. She's got a sweet Game Boy, like an original Game Boy that she's playing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And they do portray her being pretty annoying at times, but Mm. it also makes you feel kind of bad for her. I was the little sister in a family. I don't feel like my family ignored me. Maybe my sister sometimes, though. Yeah. But my sister also took me to do a lot of fun stuff, so I can't can't complain too much. Aside from her telling me that I was adopted.
1: Good job, Kelly.
0: (laughs) Because I had blonde hair and blue eyes, and she had dark hair and brown eyes, and so did my parent. Well, my dad had blue eyes, but I believed her, even though we look very much alike. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So mean.
1: And it's like Danielle and you are the same. You just wanted to be liked and accepted, and you wanted to hang out with your big sister.
0: Yeah, because I thought she was so cool. I posted that on my Instagram the other day. Like I used to just go through her high school yearbooks- constantly, because I was just obsessed with all the fashion and hair. And they were people that I kind of knew because people hung out at my house all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, and so yeah, I was just fascinated with all of that. Then we have Tino.
1: The mythical Tino.
0: I was wondering, I was waiting to see if you notice the fact that they always mention Tino and we never see him.
1: Yeah, which was great.
0: He never appears on the show, but they talk about him almost every episode. It's like, oh, Tino said he would be here. Where'd you get that Chinese food from? Tino. Oh, Tino said the other party's better. Let's go. Yeah. You know, it's just or, this running joke.
1: Tino's waiting for me. I got to go. Like, Tino's yes. just sitting outside, and you you're just right. never to see He's right Tino. there, but yeah. you never
0: <laughs> get to see him. He's a friend of Rayanne and Jordan's, mm-hmm. and he's the leader of the band Frozen Embryos until I think he ends up quitting at he one point. He did quit,
1: yeah. Which uh, was a great episode because he quits.
0: Yes. That's and right. And
1: Rayanne has to step up as the lead singer, and unfortunately.
0: And 20, 20, hours to go.
1: She wants I don't to be sedated. be sedated. She fails, though. She wants to. <laughs> she <laughs> gives it her best.
0: Oh man! So fun facts. Yeah. About my so-called life. All right, let's hit them. Some of these I knew, and some of them I did not. So Alicia Silverstone auditioned before Claire did. Oh. And one of the producers or casting directors wanted to cast her, mm-hmm. and the other one thought that she was too pretty to be Angela. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, Claire Danes is pretty, but it's a different kind of pretty, you know? It is, yeah. And also, it would have been easier on them if Alicia had done it because she was emancipated from her parents. So, she wouldn't have had to deal with, like, the the work hours, like, the school hours and stuff. Oh, really? They wouldn't have had limitations on filming. Mm. Because Claire was... 14 or 15 when they were filming, Mm -hmm. like she could only work certain hours and she had to really focus on her schoolwork. And because of that, that's why they upped the parents' screen time. That's why we got so much of Graham and Patty.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Like, I wonder how it was written originally or if they thought about that the whole way through.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's also crazy because we looked to see how old they were, how old Graham and Patty were. Yeah. They're like our age or younger than we are, maybe. I feel like it's around the same age. And I just feel like they look so much older than us. I know. <laughs> no offense.
1: Yeah, no offense. It just was shocking. It's just like, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we also don't have children, so maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, they haven't aged us as much yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure if this part is true or not, that Claire didn't want to do a second season. That's Yeah,
0: like we said, we had both read about that. Yeah. But apparently some cast members were not happy.
1: Yeah. We're going to have to go do a little bit more research on that because now I'm curious to see if there's some definitive answer.
0: And it's so weird to me. Like, she won a Golden Globe for best actress for her role in the show. Yeah. Why do you leave something like that?
1: You found something that's amazing. You found showrunners, writers, casting directors. Everybody got it right, and you're it in did. it.
0: It's such a good show.
1: And you're winning awards for it. And.
0: I can't believe that show was on ABC Yeah. when I think about it, because I watched it when it moved to MTV.
1: I saw it on ABC. Uh, I saw a few episodes on ABC, right. I think.
0: It's just, I don't know, it's so surprising to me. I could see that it probably, I didn't read about that, but I would imagine that it got moved off of ABC because of the content. I imagine there were a lot of- Complaints. Privileged yeah. moms writing in, not happy. Yeah. Sorry, we don't want to show our kids real life. <laughs> Um and the show's cancellation sparked the first online campaign to save a show which is because people weren't really online before then I guess.
1: <laughs> it's funny like now could we have saved that show with Twitter and the different platforms where you can cause a ruckus.
0: <laughs> I think absolutely. There have been a ton of shows that were canceled and then there was such a ruckus about it that yeah. they were moved to Netflix or something and right. then they got new seasons. So, yeah, I absolutely think it could be saved.
1: I did see a video as well where Claire didn't say no to a reboot of it. She said it probably won't happen.
0: When was that?
1: Uh, That was 2017 or 2018. Oh. But listen, she was saying it probably won't happen, but she says she's really good friends with the writer. Okay. Um, So it's like, I I hate to say no to anything, but probably not. (sighs)
0: Can you imagine because of the fact that they did feature the parents so much that they could do it about their kids, but then really have it be about them?
1: Right. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. I
0: mean, I know Jared wouldn't do it, but I bet everybody else would be into it.
1: Jared's up in Alaska, like crab fishing or something (laughs) or Jordan is. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jared's like running a commune or something, like yeah. or running a, a cult. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many rumors about him.
1: No, I was saying the character how they would write Jordan Catalano out of the show. Oh, Jordan's still up. That's in... what. That's
0: what Jordan's doing. Yes, that's okay. what Jordan's doing. Gotcha. So I didn't know this. There was a sequel novel written by Catherine Clark called My So-Called Life Goes On that was published in 1999. Really? So what I want to do is get that and read it to see what she thinks happened next compared to what I think happened next.
1: Yeah, we should get it and read it. And th- Or we should get it, you should read it and just tell me what happens. <laughs> That's a lot easier for me.
0: <laughs> I feel like at the end of this, we need to decide what we think happens after
1: Yes, we'll write down two. we'll write down what we think happens, and then compare that to the <laughs> book. So Jared Leto was only supposed to make an appearance in the pilot, but so crazy they they wrote him in as a continuing character after seeing him on film.
0: Yeah, how can you turn that away?
1: Yeah, though so he almost turned it down in favor of going to art school, which uh, <laughs> seems on brand for Jared Leto, from what I know of him. He
0: was also twenty three years old. I did not realize that. Yeah, he was he's playing, playing a sixteen-year-old. 16 old, yeah,
1: and also kissing a fourteen-year-old or fifteen. Right, and apparently
0: he taught Claire how to make out properly, is what it was. <laughs> was what was said?
1: A little awkward.
0: <laughs> yeah, obviously her parents had to okay that. Yeah, absolutely. Because those were some heavy makeout sessions in the boiler room. They were. <laughs> and then did I. You- Oh. I had pointed out to you that Jared's brother was also in the show. He was, And he's even older than him. Yeah. Pulling
1: I, off a high school student. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, right. He was probably like 25 or something. Yeah. Shannon is his name. And he's also in 30 Seconds to Mars.
1: Is he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Question back to the boiler room. Oh, sorry. Was there any boiler room, quote unquote, at your school? Just a, somewhere people went to make out.
0: If there was, I don't know about
1: it. Yeah. There wasn't one that I know of either in yeah. mine. But I was new to that school. I was only in my high school for two years. Mm-hmm. There's probably like 15 spots I just didn't know about. Yeah. But I feel like I would have heard about them.
0: Yeah. I don't know about like a specific, you know, probably like under the stairs or like in the dark room.
1: I mean, people would just <laughs> make out in the halls at my school until they got told to stop.
0: Oh, no. I Like I was telling you the other day, I would be standing with my guy friends and we'd have our arms around each other or we'd be hugging or something. And yeah. we would have teachers randomly come up and be like, I break it up.
1: Because ours was shaped like an H. As far as the hallway and classroom setup was. Yeah. The middle of the H was the senior hall. So anytime you walked by there, you'd see a lot of people making out.
0: <laughs> That's funny. So this high school where they filmed was University High School in L.A. that was also used for Lizzie McGuire, Mm -hmm. Seventh Heaven, and Bruce Almighty.
1: Popular school. Good Mm -hmm. layout.
0: And I looked this up because I wasn't sure exactly like the timeline on when it got shifted to MTV. So this was in an article in the Los Angeles Times. In 1995, and it said, quote, In a highly unusual move that may help the struggling ABC series get a second lease on life, MTV, April 10th, will start airing repeat episodes of the teen drama while ABC officials continue to ponder its future. The 19 episodes, which represents seasons around on ABC, will air weekdays at 7 p.m., Through May 7th.
1: So I wonder if the ratings were just too low for the re-air over there.
0: Maybe so. Or like I said, too many complaints. I feel like I do remember a controversy around it. I do as well. So I just think maybe it was just too much for ABC. It's perfect for MTV. Yeah. People weren't seeing anything on that show that they weren't seeing Tenfold on MTV.
1: I'm trying to think back to MTV at that time, though. Was yeah, well, there Real
0: World was on there?
1: Other than Real World, was there anything else in '95?
0: Not TV shows, but yeah. But I mean, every music video they were seeing worse than they were seeing on My So Called Life.
1: No, I'm not saying from that aspect. I just mean MTV's ability to produce another show from a. Oh, Uh, you know, a a monetary standpoint, you know, I'm sure ABC would have I don't know if ABC owned MTV at that point. I assume they did. But I just wonder if that was part of it. Like they didn't quite know how to produce that show.
0: Maybe. But then also people say it's just because Claire Danes didn't want to do it anymore.
1: Yeah, it could all be true.
0: Well, and then supposedly too, the writer or the creator of the show, once she found out that Claire wasn't that into it, she didn't really want to do it anymore because Mm she she only wanted to do it when everyone was into it and everyone was enjoying it you know
1: yeah if it wasn't fun then why do it
0: because like i saw so many photos of them like behind the scenes where they look like they're having the time of their lives or as they would say they were really having a time
1: i'm telling you we had a time didn't we
0: didn't we have a time we did we had a time <sighs> i'm still upset about it i know and this is how long ago
1: you need at least three seasons of this show for it to have been complete and a planned end. I hate it when shows don't end properly. Me too. It's ridiculous. You know exactly what's gonna happen as far as like production goes. If it's gonna end, end it properly.
0: But I don't think they knew at that point. It's like Full House, the way Full House ended, except you didn't have one of the biggest betrayals happen right before it ended. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing though. That's what I don't like about how TV is written sometimes. Season ending cliffhangers to me are some of the most annoying tropes. So well, it's like it's just finish not your smart story to do
0: unless you know before you write it yeah. that you're picked up for another season.
1: Like a guaranteed extra season, then you know you write to what you're contracted for. And if you don't have a two season contract, finish your story arc Mm -hmm. That's fair to the audience. It's unfair to us as the audience. Because like you said, well, you just have to, you know, think in your head what's going to happen. Be like, okay, well, then I'll just I'll just write my own story then. Why do I need television and and stories and books and all this? Listen,
0: that's just my way of coping. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm I'm not criticizing. Obviously, 26 years later. I'm still upset upset about it. I'm bitter. It makes my stomach clench up when I think like when we just today, earlier today, watched the episode where the big betrayal happens and watched the last couple episodes and it still hurts my heart.
1: I was nervous because I didn't know how the show ended. I was like, what are they going to leave unresolved? Because you had scared. I think it resolved more than it did. I think in my
0: mind, it ended with that betrayal.
1: Yeah, you forgot about the two episodes.
0: I did, because that. I was so mad about that thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once we watched it, I remembered the rest of it, but I I just couldn't remember exactly how it ended. What I hate is that, what were we watching it on? ABC Family or something?
1: Just ABC. Yeah.
0: The ABC app? Mm-hmm. Told you in the description.
1: Yeah, spoiled.
0: What happened. All right. Because I was waiting. Can we say
1: what it spoiled?
0: Yeah. It's,
1: it spoiled the betrayal. Well, wait a minute. It spoils a betrayal. So if you haven't seen... My Soul Called Life. Because there's some people that haven't. I didn't know. I'm one of them. There's a betrayal that they spoil in the description on the episode. So just be careful.
0: I didn't want to ask you if, because I know sometimes as we watch, you go look up different actors and things Mm -hmm. that are happening, you know, just to kind of get a background while we're watching. So I was like, just curious if you had seen what had happened or if I had ever even just said it, you know, and you suddenly remembered. But
1: (laughs) no, ABC took care of that for me. (sighs)
0: So frustrating I know it's 26 years old But it's still frustrating like, You don't have to say Specifically what happens Like just say Someone betrays someone Yeah You know Like
1: <laughs> A betrayal occurs.
0: Yeah
1: Alright well let's anyway, get on let's to Let's talk our, about the good stuff Our favorite moments Yes Yes I'm gonna start Okay I love when they get the new substitute English teacher in, Mr. Racine. And everybody gets like super engaged in English class and writing. And it's a lot of fun. But then it starts to get really controversial.
0: Well, because he's... This that happens would have never happened in my high school. It's more like a college class situation where kids that aren't even in that class are showing up for class. Yeah. So the classroom is full. People are standing in the back of the room because they're so intrigued by this man.
1: But he wants them to express themselves fully in their writing, which I really appreciate yeah, his angle same. on it. And the principal gets a hold of what they've published, and there's some racy content in there, mm-hmm. and he wants to ban it, which annoyed me.
0: And it's just it's poetry. It I is. mean, yes, like it's describing a physical encounter, but it's still it's not like it's an explicit. expression. It's not right. like porn. I mean, it's exactly. different.
1: So that episode really spoke to me because I hate censorship in any Form. Yeah. And so that that one really resonated with mm-hmm. me. That was one of my favorite episodes. And that English teacher just cracked me up because he'd be really angry. Yeah, and like a, a parent would walk in and he'd be like, what do you
0: want? <laughs> <laughs> he'd also always wear two different kinds of socks, like yeah. mix matched socks. Yeah, it
1: was a good episode. Secondly, I like when Jordan Catalano, sorry.
0: <laughs> you don't you almost just said Jordan without his last name. <laughs>
1: when Jordan Catalano goes to get tutored by Krakow, <laughs> but he ends up tutoring him on how to get a girl's number.
0: Yeah, so good.
1: So he flips the script straight away, and that kind of breaks the ice, and then Krakow does help him learn how to read and, and all of that. So I really liked, and it wasn't just one episode. I feel like that span yeah, a multiple couple. episodes. Yeah. yeah, that was fun.
0: It's an unexpected bond. Too. It
1: is, yeah. Because Krakow definitely did not want to do it because, you know, he's got a crush on Angela. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I cannot help you. But yeah, he, does he
0: really dislikes out. Jordan Catalano.
1: He does, yeah.
0: But you also, those are some scenes where we see Jordan laughing and cutting up that yeah. I really enjoy because you don't you see it some with Angela later on, but but not a lot.
1: But it's true though, like he's super angsty and different when he's around her. Mm-hmm. And I can still remember one of my friends telling me, like, after I got off the phone. He was like, Why do you talk so differently when you're on the phone with your girlfriend? I was like, I didn't know I was doing that. He's like, Yeah, you, you sound like a different person. Just in how you talk, the way you speak and Are all you that. You
0: being Lance Romance?
1: I can't remember. I think I was trying to be super cool.
0: Oh, okay. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. So I mean that that to me was a realistic depiction. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, the reality for me anyways. Mm-hmm. Maybe everybody else was super comfortable with themselves and were always the same, but I wasn't.
0: <laughs> I think that's more normal to feel like you need to alter. Your interactions. Yeah.
1: Lastly, as far as my favorite moments, the scene where Rayanne and Angela are at practice for the play that the school is doing, mm-hmm. uh, which is at Our Town. This is right after a big moment happens. So there's a lot of emotions that are occurring between the two of them.
0: I love that you picked this scene. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so they act out a scene where uh, one of their teachers basically tells Rayanne, stop acting. Just be real. Mm-hmm. And it gets real between them from an emotional standpoint. And yeah. it's really poignant. Like, it's just a really good moment in mm-hmm. the show. I thought it was really well acted by it both was. actresses. Yes.
0: And they're having to face each other where they have been avoiding each other to they that point. They didn't want to deal with whatever they were dealing, you know, what? whatever yeah. was going on. They
1: couldn't even look at each other.
0: Right. It hurts to look at you. It does <laughs>
1: so. That was one of my favorites. Some honorable mentions when Angela is dancing to "Blister in the Sun." One
0: of my favorite by
1: the Violent Femmes, which I thought was actually the Bare Naked Ladies, <laughs> but it's the Violent Femmes.
0: <laughs> I looked at the outline and it said Bare Naked Ladies, and I was like, Bare Naked Ladies. I was like, I don't think they do that song. Yep,
1: I had it wrong. She saved me.
0: <laughs> I was like, I thought it was a way cooler band than that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which I was like, my sister loved the Bare Naked Ladies, which I mean, is might be wrong. They're they,
0: fine, but I I just didn't think that they were part of that song. And then when I saw it was a violent film, I'm like, oh yeah,
1: yeah. I uh, feel like they were a big college band right before. Like I was still in high school when Bare Naked Ladies was a big college band.
0: Well, we did look and. The Bare Naked Ladies obviously covered that yeah. song many times live because there's a ton of YouTube videos right. of them doing it. So you probably saw that and that's why that was just in your head. Yeah,
1: it's gotta be. But she's dancing because she's finally over Jordan Catalano.
0: I wonder how many times over one season we heard her say she was finally over him. Yeah. Like she says that a lot, but that's also relatable. Yeah,
1: multiple times for sure. <laughs> uh, next up, the parents go off on a weekend getaway. Yes. And end up getting wrecked, which is a lot of fun. Like
0: Yeah, cuz we never see Patty like that.
1: No, and, and Patty like takes her shirt off <laughs> in a restaurant <laughs> where you're not even allowed to drink. Like it was great.
0: Yeah, they were like sneaking booze, like <laughs> just drinking it out of the bottle in yeah. this fancy restaurant.
1: It was fun. And then there's also
0: (laughs) relatable. Just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, when Graham, the dad is, he was taking a nap on the couch and nobody saw him there.
0: Such a good moment.
1: And Angela has like crack out comes over and they don't know the dad's there. And they're just like, talking about sex and, you know, yeah, what Yeah, because Brian
0: can't believe, because she was saying how she thinks about it all the time. He's like, yeah. you think about it? And she's like, what? Boys don't have the monopoly on thinking about sex. And right. he's like, we don't?
1: And it, like, cuts to Graham and he's just, like, wide-eyed. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my, God, my daughter thinks about sex? Yeah.
1: And then Jordan Catalano shows up and yeah. they have, like, these, you know, moments each <gasps> other. It was like a other. super
0: intense, it was a breakup moment. It, it was, yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: So, I, I really like that
0: part. <gasps> That's when she's like, your hair... <laughs>
1: It's, it's so soft really in the soft, back or something like,
0: like in the back. Oh, my God. I'm really going to miss that. <laughs> <laughs> so good. OK, so my faves. Yeah, it's really hard to narrow down. Some were very obvious, like it was definitely going to be these certain things. And then the rest, it was just, you know, I don't know. I had to really think about it. So my first one has to be the Halloween episode. Yeah. Mostly just because I love Halloween. Right. (laughs) And I typically will watch this episode every year in October if I don't watch the whole series or the whole season. Yeah. But it's just fun. Like everybody's dressing up and Rayanne brings a costume for Angela that's actually vintage that like belonged to her aunt or something. I think it's from the 60s. I think all that stuff takes place in the 60s, but they tell a story about this guy named Nikki Driscoll. There's like a legend where he was a student there and he ended up dying on Halloween, like in the school gym.
1: Yeah. And Angela's having like a fever dream
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where it's like... Well, she's relating it to Jordan. She's yeah. relating him to Jordan. And, you know, it's just kind of ghosty basically where she's like, well, and supposedly to the outfit... Is from Ryan's aunt who like rode on the back of Nikki Driscoll's motorcycle at one point. Yeah. And then she reaches in the pocket and she pulls out like a ticket to the dance. Yeah, that's right. Which was where he died. Yep. And then out of nowhere, like Ricky's humming Blue Moon, which I think was the song that was supposedly playing mm-hmm. when he died. It's just a fun, like kind of spooky.
1: Yeah, it was a fun episode. episode. Yeah.
0: Plus then you have Graham and Patty dressing up for this costume party as Rapunzel and... A pirate. pirate. And the the lady at the costume shop gives it to them kind of knowingly, like with a wink, but they don't really get it. It's like a wink to the audience. Right. Where basically they're not going to leave their house to go anywhere. These costumes like do something to them.
1: (laughs) The Rapunzel costume always comes back with some rips on it. Yes,
0: (laughs) it always comes back ripped and, you know. Anyway, so it's just kind of fun to see them, the trick-or-treaters keep bugging them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and they just hand them the whole whole bowl, like, here, take it, leave us alone. We're busy right now, That was a
0: fun scene, though. They have, like, fun music playing and stuff like that. Plus, you know, it's Halloween. I love it. All right, the next one is probably, well, it's tied with with the next one that I'm going to mention as far as, like, my all-time just favorite moments. Mm -hmm. It's... The episode where they go on a field trip, okay, and they're in a museum, or as you would say. Museum. (laughs) Museum. And Angela is saying, you know, she's over Jordan. This is another time that she says she's over him. So over him. But she wrote him a letter, which is very me, circa 1995, Mm -hmm. where she's telling him everything she's ever wanted to say. And she lets Rayanne read it. Well, Rayanne is too busy trying to hook up with the guard and drinking out of her flask to hold on to that letter. So she just leaves it laying around. And then all of a sudden, Jordan is like talking to her and acting a little bit differently with her. And he's humming this song. And she's like, what's that? What's that song? She's like thinking it's someone else. And he's saying, oh, it's just this song I wrote. You should come
1: check out the band,
0: check out the band. And sometimes she's like, oh, okay," you know, and then Rayanne has to tell her that she lost the letter. And she's like, oh. This is also where we end up finding out that Jordan can't really read.
1: Yeah, because he brings her back the letter. He's like, oh, I found your letter.
0: And she's like, oh, come on. You didn't read it? Because he was saying he didn't read it. She's like, you find... a." two-page or three-page letter that starts Dear Jordan and you don't read it. Right. You know, and then she's like, you couldn't read it, could you? She realizes that he he couldn't read, so.
1: I would do some letter writing back in the day. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I can remember one trip to Letchworth State Park that, Mm -hmm. like, we took with the whole family, and I was all torn up about something. I can't remember who the letter was to. But like the whole way there, that's all I did was write this letter.
0: How old were you? Uh,
1: it was probably 94. So oh, okay. or maybe 93. So 11th grade, mm-hmm. whatever age I was, I don't know, 17, let's say. But yeah, it was one of those letters where I was writing my heart out.
0: I did that a lot. And then even later or later on, it would be emails, you know, yeah, or MySpace messages. <laughs> 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 I'm sure I even did that. I'm sure I did that with you too. Perhaps. I think we both sent each other quite a bit of emails. Yeah. But yeah, there were a lot of a lot of letters written that I like spent a lot of time working on. And then it's like that moment of as soon as you hand it off, then you're like, oh, why
1: did I do that? What's out there?
0: No. And sometimes, I mean, I would get letters in response too, but it's a very vulnerable Mm. feeling, you know? But I really loved that because that was just super relatable.
1: It was always good to get a letter back though as well. Yeah. Like you put it out there Mm -hmm. and then you get a response back. Yes. In in another letter. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, I don't think that still happens now. That's got to be like texting. I I would assume.
0: Yeah. Or DMs
1: Yeah, or DMs
0: So Angela does end up going to the band practice And she brings Ryan and Ricky with her And Jordan was not really talking to her or anything And they're getting ready to leave And then all of a sudden he's like Hey, you want to hear that song I was telling you about? Yeah She's like, yeah So he starts playing it And she's just sitting there with Ricky And it's a great song And then all of a sudden though, it's like She's all I need and that's what I said And then, you know, it's red and Ricky looks at her. Well, they just look at each other with these big eyes and he's like, "Red, Your hair's red. That's you. when he like touches her hair. And then you just, she does such a good job of portraying pure adrenaline rush, excitement, she's, bliss. She's but, swooning. Yes, but also trying to hold it in. Yeah. You know, and not freak out right in front of him. So oh, it's so good. And I mean, I just remember watching it the first time and being like, oh, you know, because... <laughs> He's written this song for her. I know how that feels to have someone write a song for you.
1: <laughs> if only I could play it still. If
0: only he remembered how to play it.
1: Uh, that's why I was getting my rolly seaboard. I had to cancel it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I still remember you taking me to that little backstage area in the same auditorium where we got engaged. Yes, it was. You sat me down at the piano and played that song.
1: On a very nice piano, too. Yeah. It was a very nice piano.
0: Oh, such a good moment.
1: I wish that tape was just laying around somewhere. It would help me out a lot.
0: Well, supposedly someone had it, but...
1: He had a whole basket full of tapes. I guess he... I don't know if he has something to play him on or not. Maybe
0: he just forgot. I don't know. Let's go, Sebi. But then after that, he takes her home, and they're sitting out in front of her house, and that's where they have their first real kiss. Mm-hmm. Like They had like one weird, awkward kiss before that wasn't special at all, and then this one was like really good, and... We see her. It, it gives me chills just thinking about it. But we see her get out of the car, and he pulls away, and this great music plays. that almost sounds like a music box, and she just starts twirling around, happy and excited. And it's such a oh, it's it's so relatable because when you have those first moments, whether it's in life or just first moments with a, a special person, oh, it's so good.
1: And then we find out he's talking about his car. <laughs>
0: That's what I thought was great. At the end of the episode, right? Because he's talking to Ricky and he's like... I forget what he says to Ricky, but he says something about maybe how Angela's been acting. And he's like, well, I think it's also maybe the song that you wrote. Because it's pretty obvious what it's about. And Jordan's like... Yeah, my car. (laughs) My car. (laughs) And Ricky's like... I don't think he ever told her that, which I I hope he didn't. I hope that she always forever thinks that that song's about her. Right. In my mind, it is. And then the moment. The episode is the boiler room episode where they're consistently going to this place in their school. She skips her geometry midterm review every day to go make out with Jordan in the boiler room. It's all pretty innocent and, you know, just exciting times. Mm -hmm. But he is still hiding her from his friends. And they all go to this Buffalo Tom concert, and he's there with his friends, and she goes up to say hi to him, and he totally, like, blows her off, and he's like, look, you're kind of crowding me. You yeah, know? like,
1: hardcore, just like, dang.
0: And, of course, she's devastated and leaves. Yep. And this is a, a point where Rayanne, as a really good friend, goes up and, like, because he's playing pool, because it's at a bar, and yep. she, like, takes the pool cue out of his hand, and she's just like, you know you like her. Would it kill you to admit it? Yeah. So then, like, they're at school and it's the end of the episode, and she's like avoiding looking at him, and the Buffalo Tom song is playing, which I love so much. And then all of a sudden, he comes up to her and he's just like, it's this very dramatic moment because everybody's kind of watching in the hallway. Mm-hmm. At the lo- he comes up to her at her locker and he's like, can we go somewhere? And she's just like, yeah, you know, whatever. And they start walking just side by side. And then all of a sudden, he grabs her hand. And holds her hand through the hallway
1: in front of everybody
0: in front of everyone they're all watching, and you just see this look on her face, just pure bliss mm-hmm. again. she's just like, oh, he finally is not not ashamed of me. He's proud to be walking next to me, holding yep. my hand now we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment though so much honorable mentions for me there's a world happiness dance, and it's kind of a crappy night for everybody. Mm-hmm. But Ricky and then this character Delia that we had just met, I think that episode or maybe the one Yeah, that was the episode. And she had had a massive crush on Brian. And Brian seemed to like her too. And he asked her to the dance. But then there was like a whole mix up. Angela was supposed to go with Ricky and Rayanne. And then Rayanne's trying to hook Ricky up with this guy, Corey, that Ricky has a crush on. But Corey doesn't know Ricky has a crush on him. And then... Angela doesn't have anybody to go with, so she asks Brian if she can just ride with him or with them. And he ends up ditching Delia because he just wants it to be a date. Yeah. With Angela. Because even though he likes Delia, he's had a crush on Angela forever. So he's, you know, hurts Delia. And then Angela's not even interested in him like that. So that whole night is just Kind of ruin for everyone, like they're all in a bad mood. It's a mess. But because it doesn't work out like with the Ricky and Corey thing either, because Ryan doesn't even show up, and Corey's just like, oh, okay, like I think maybe he's not gay or maybe he's just not interested in Ricky. Oh, is that we the same Corey really that's know. later
1: on in the show? Yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten those are the same character.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why he was kind of upset that oh uh, That makes more sense now. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a whole scene where Jordan does show up at the dance, which he wasn't even supposed to go and he and angela are outside and he's leaving but he like kind of backs her into the fence Mm -hmm. and he's like why you like this like what like how you are hey
1: jordan you coming or not how am i how
0: how am i You know, and then he walks away and she's like, how am I? (laughs) But then that comes back out later when she's yelling at him and she's like, why are you like this? (laughs) Like what? Like how you are. So good. But anyway, then at the end of the dance, Ricky and Delia end up like standing next to each other at the punch bowl. And Ricky asks Delia if she wants to dance or maybe the other way around. I can't remember who asked who yeah, to dance. I can't remember who asked who. But they end up going out and dancing and it's to... What is love? Yeah. Baby, me yeah. And they Brush just it. get down yeah. and it is so much fun. That's one of my favorite, like it's just such a fun scene. And Ricky just loses himself in the music. It's like the most free you see him be the whole series I feel Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's a good moment. So before we wrap up my so-called life, I feel like we need to discuss what we think they were going to do
1: You're springing this on me.
0: you know if you think about how it ended, yeah there were a few things that were kind of queuing up that made me want to see more of that you know, but we didn't get to see
1: I mean they were really teeing up Angela learning that Krakow really felt for her.
0: Right. Because he wrote that letter
1: that was supposed to be
0: for Jordan, but he kind of says like that it was basically how he felt.
1: So I think that, I think potentially that was the arc for the first season where maybe she would have realized how Krakow felt for her Mm -hmm. and that, you know, Jordan, while he said he felt a certain way, he never treated her properly. Right. Right. I don't know if that would have been the arc or not. I feel like that's where they ended it.
0: Well, I feel like it was going, but because I didn't know that they weren't even done with the first season. So I felt like season two would have been more of Angela and Brian, Mm -hmm. like Angela, because you see the way she looks at him when he's talking to her about how he wrote that letter and how he feels and how he just wanted her to be happy. Like you see them like it almost seems like they're going to kiss. Before Jordan walks out. Yeah. So.
1: And she kind of doesn't want to go with Jordan at that point. She's like, well, okay, I guess we're leaving now. Well,
0: because she still has very strong feelings for Jordan, but she's just like, oh, you can tell that it's like. Shaken her a bit. Mm-hmm. So I would have been really interested to see what they were going to do with that. And what I think they would have done, because this show was notorious for a very slow buildup, which I appreciate. Because mm-hmm. like the, the whole thing with Angela and Jordan Catalano <laughs> was that nothing happened fast. Like it was, you know, it started out with just like a look in the hallway and then a moment at a party where they said like two sentences to each other. hmm. And he asked to borrow a pen, little things that I thought was very realistic. So I'm sure that it would have been slow with Brian as well. But I just think there would have been more and more triangles because I feel like stuff still would have been going on with Jordan. But I think either Brian and Delia would have ended up getting together or Brian and Sharon. Mm-hmm. Or something that it would have been like it would have made Angela jealous.
1: Well, it would have been like when Angela was ready to or wanting to talk to Brian or then had Brian a high, yes, gets then in Brian. a relationship. And it's like the the three season arc is actually the love story of Brian and Angela. Yes. You think it's
0: Brian. Angela
1: and yes, Jordan Catalano. Right. But it's not. That's just a distraction. Yes. It's actually, the actually love story. Them.
0: Yeah. I could totally see that.
1: Yeah, I could see that too.
0: You know what else bothers me, though, is like I love, you know, I really appreciate Brian's character. I mean, he's he's annoying in the beginning. I think watching it as an adult, I appreciate him a lot more than I did when I was a teenager. But that actor was on a few episodes of Felicity where he was a complete D.A. Yeah. So it's hard to like it's where you have to disassociate it like, a
1: little bit. Did he have the same hair? Or was no, it, it
0: was shorter. Mm. I mean, it was basically like a date rapist.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's no fun.
0: No, <laughs> not at all. But anyway, and then I don't I don't know what else they would have done. They probably would have ended up having a teen pregnancy, like maybe well, Sharon. I mean,
1: I was about to ask about Rayanne, but I'm not asking because that's what I think her arc would have been.
0: You think she would have gotten pregnant? Well,
1: I was about to ask about her, and I don't know if that's where you think the pregnancy would have come from, or would it have been Sharon?
0: I think probably Sharon, Yeah, because she and Kyle. And that would have been interesting, because it was pretty clear, like, Kyle was professing his love for her, and mm-hmm. she didn't really feel that way about him.
1: Yeah, and then she gets locked into it, potentially, yeah. you know? Or are there choices for Sharon to make at that point?
0: Yeah, they probably would. I mean, especially if it was on MTV. Mm-hmm. I could see them going that route. Ricky... Getting into a relationship would have been good to see. Yeah, and I'm sure they would have gone there too. Graham was like getting ready to have an affair with Hallie Lowenthal, who he was opening the restaurant with.
1: That got very close in the last episode. It where did. I was literally saying, "No, Graham, no,"
0: because yeah, they had a long, an extended hug,
1: and then a look, and I was just like, "Don't a look, do it," and Graham. like a
0: slight movement forward, yeah. and then he I was like, "Oh no," stopped. But I mean, that was building up for a long time too.
1: There's also the English teacher, not the yeah. not the one that I mentioned, but the one that became Mr. Their Kaczynski. Permit. Yeah. I wonder what they would have done with that storyline.
0: Right. Because he took Ricky in. That's another. The Christmas episode is also one of my favorite mm-hmm. things. I sobbed. I know I said that earlier, just sobbed. But Mr. Kaczynski ends up, or is it Kaczynski or Katemsky? I think it's Katemsky.
1: It is. Timsky.
0: Okay. He is gay. We learn he's gay. And he takes in Ricky because Ricky doesn't have anywhere to go.
1: Yeah, he's homeless. Legit homeless.
0: He's homeless. He's having a really hard time. The system is not working for him. You know, they wanted to get him into this pride house place, but then he's just on a waiting list. And for some reason, they make it too uncomfortable for him to go stay with the chases. And so he ends up basically just coming to to his door, because yeah. he doesn't have anywhere to go, and he's tired of being alone. And Mr. Katemski does not want to lose his job, but he also doesn't want to see anything happen to Ricky. Right. You know, or as he calls him, Enrique. Enrique.
1: And I can feel for Enrique right there. Because it's not, in reality, I don't know how close I got to that. Mm-hmm. But there was a period where I didn't live at my house, yeah. and I was completely beholden to the kindness of, at the time, strangers. Yeah. Yeah to live with for a little while. I couch surfed for a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if, if those couches weren't there, where would I have been? This was the dead of winter in Western New York, right? you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I never actually faced that. And I'm amazingly naive as I'm going through situations. So I never realized how close it, it was to that, you know, how close it was to Freezing somewhere. I mean, who knows? But it, uh, you know, it was something that thinking about now, I'm like, man, that's that's crazy that it's just a couple steps away from that. And that's what it can become very quickly.
0: And I think, you know, as that Christmas episode portrayed, like it happens a lot more often than people realize, too. Teenagers. Yeah, that was a good
1: point in the Christmas episode. Like, this mm-hmm. could be you. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, no, we're so different. That could never be me. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that the angel in the episode, it's like two choices and she's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it could happen extremely quickly.
0: Yeah. That was a big wake up call for Patty for the yeah. mom because she realized like, oh, this girl ran away from home because she had a fight with her mom. Yeah. And she, had, she and Angela have fights all the time.
1: She does. And that's, you know, that's how mine started it as a fight. Mm hmm you know, and all of a sudden I'm out.
0: <laughs> right. I'm glad that you were okay.
1: Me too. Yeah. Thankfully I had great friends and great parents of friends that allowed me to crash for a while.
0: Yeah. Well, we've done it. We've we covered it. my so-called life. Are you happy? I am happy.
1: When can we cover season two?
0: Oh. Oh never mind.
1: Sorry. Never. Bum,
0: bum, bum, bum.
1: Bum, 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 bum. Bring it back, Netflix. Come on, you bring everything else back.
0: Bring Let's it do it. Bring it back. Bring it back. Let's start a petition. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So since it's the nineties, we tend to pick some songs. So yeah. I thought since my so-called life aired in ninety-four and ninety five, we could pick a song from each year, which this was we tough. discovered was really hard. Yeah. There's so many good songs.
1: I paired my list down to like 10. I know. <laughs> and I was like, I can't pull any of these off. And you only allow one. There's not even any honorable mentions. There's one song from each year.
0: I know, but it's because I just want to leave a lot available for us in the future. I was upset. I'm very sorry.
1: Like I say 10, there was legit three songs where I was like, I can't pick between these three songs.
0: Well, I'm sure that we will get to 94 again.
1: Okay. So well, mine,
0: promise. mine feels random, but when I saw it, I was just like, that's it. So it's Baby, I Love Your Way by Big Mountain. You know it, right? Ooh, baby, I love your way. Every day. Every day. It's on the Reality Bites soundtrack, uh-huh. which I also want to cover at some point. All right. Reality Bites, that is, not the soundtrack, but although it is a great soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> um, It makes me think of that, and it makes me think of... Summertime, laying on a float in my parents' pool, that song coming on the radio, feeling like I'm in love, even though it was just a crush, Yeah, you know? Yeah, just, I don't know. It just gave me a good, happy vibe feeling.
1: I always thought that was by the band that did Red Red Wine.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Who does Red Red Wine? It
0: sounds close, but it's not. I think it's UB40.
1: UB40. And that's not UB40? No. All right. Well, I learned something today. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You're very welcome.
1: Okay, for me, what I pared this down to and why I made this decision was I can remember working at the grocery store and having this song stuck in my head and singing it in the freezer as Mm -hmm. I was... Well, there was a freezer behind where the milk was. It was Mm -hmm. like on the backside of the milk aisle. Mm -hmm. And I was just singing Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden.
0: Such a
1: good one. Repeatedly in my head and sometimes out loud when no one was around. (laughs) It's a really good song. Actually, that was of the bands that I love. Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Nirvana. Soundgarden, I actually saw in their original form. So I saw them in 1996 in Atlanta. In the dome that they had there for...
0: The Georgia Dome?
1: No, it wasn't the Georgia Dome. It was the Omni.
0: Oh. I saw
1: them in the Omni before... I think that's gone away now. Right. It was where the the Hawks played back then. Okay. Had awful seats, but I can still remember where I was sitting and how far away I was for that concert. Yep. It was the first time I was ever... Scared in a car because I rode down with my sweet mate and he was a lunatic on the road. And I had never been scared in a car before, but I was on that trip.
0: Was he drinking?
1: No, he just oh. he was just driving real fast. Well,
0: at least he wasn't drinking.
1: He wasn't drinking, yeah. So yeah, that's uh Soundgarden Black Hole Sun. That's mine.
0: A good one. All right, 95. I chose Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh,
1: that's a great song.
0: It's one that I can listen to all the time, and I don't ever get tired of it.
1: Yeah, I had that CD, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they did this everywhere, but on a, a radio station in Orlando, they did this mashup of Wonderwall with a song by Green Day. They did a mashup that was so good. Yeah. And I remember we would just get so excited when it would come on and. We were never home to like try to do old school where you record could record it, it you know, because <laughs> we still had like some tapes, I guess, kind of in the way that some people still use CDs to this day.
1: Well, I mean, it was a good way to record the radio, probably the only way back then.
0: Right. Yeah. Wonderwall. I love it. And I also love the cover by Ryan Adams. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. really I don't good. know if I know that one. I first heard it on the OC Oh, really? Yeah. The TV show. Did you watch that? Uh, No. <laughs> I Sorry, that. I
1: missed that one. Is that one we're going to have to cover? Um, is that one we get to cover?
0: <laughs> that would be an easy one to cover because it's not too, well, maybe, maybe it is long. I don't know how many seasons there are.
1: Wasn't that like the first quote unquote reality TV show kind of like in that genre? Didn't it outdate like The oh, Real there were Housewives? Four
0: seasons of The O.C. No, it's not a reality show.
1: The O.C. wasn't?
0: No, you're thinking of Laguna Beach.
1: Oh, what's The O.C.? It's
0: a TV show. Oh. A drama. It had um, Misha Barton and oh. Adam Brody, Rachel Bilson, Benjamin McKenzie.
1: Uh, I don't know that show. Really? hmm
0: I think that I kind of fell off towards the end, but I loved it in the beginning. Seth and Summer forever.
1: Me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. What's your 95 song?
1: My 95 song from Alice in Chains. Again.
0: <laughs> we should maybe start having a rule that it can't be by your favorite band. It's got to be by somebody else.
1: I'm not saying again. That's the name of the song.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but
0: you did use Alice Chains the last time we did a song.
1: I did. I'm sorry. that They're my favorite.
0: I know that. I'm just saying that.
1: I'm going to put an asterisk on mine from now. I'm going to say... My favorite song of this year that is not from Alice in
0: Chains. And then my favorite one from Alice in Chains yes, is
1: this. I could have a, if you allow me to have two, I will list something else.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: Okay, so if I have an asterisk that my favorite song from 1995 that is not from Alice in Chains, yeah. I would go with Kiss from a Rose by Seal from the Batman... Something Forever, soundtrack.
0: I think. Batman Forever? I think,
1: I think that sounds right. So it's from that soundtrack.
0: Yeah. It makes me think of going to Six Flags over Georgia.
1: It makes me think of living with my aunt Gladys in her house that my now deceased uncle built. I was upstairs in the tiniest bedroom that was oddly shaped,
0: Mm. but I
1: had a sweet CD player. And I would play this and some other songs. TLC was in there. (laughs) Yeah. Some Seal some Coolio.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I had a lot of good music coming out of that thing.
0: So many good songs from that time period. Oh, yeah. It was good times. But yeah, they had the the Batman ride and the whole like Gotham City area of Six Flags. Yeah. And you would hear Kiss from a Rose playing over the speakers when you walked through.
1: Oh, really? That makes
0: me think of that. I mean, also, I had the CD and played it all the time, too. But
1: ah,
0: just gives me that fun feeling of going to Six Flags.
1: Batman Forever is correct. Okay. You know what else it was a part of? Soundtrack-wise. This was actually from 1994. A movie or TV show? A movie. We've covered not this one, but the first one in a series of three. I'll tell you. It's The NeverEnding Story, (gasps) part three.
0: What? That is funny. Wow. Okay.
1: So I thought it got released in 95. Apparently, it got released in 94 and was included in that film.
0: All right, then.
1: I had no idea.
0: Huh. Okay, well, since we decided to only cover one show, because we've decided that when we do TV shows, it's a little too much to do anything else. Yeah,
1: this one in particular, because I wanted to watch the whole thing. Right. And you did as well. Yes. I mean, that's, you know, 19 hours. It's a lot of hours. Right.
0: So that's why we decided to make it one episode. So we definitely needed to add in some trivia. Some trivia. 90s trivia. woo all right. You going to go first?
1: Yes. This one's easy. Okay. Unless you don't get it, then it's hard. What was O.J. Simpson driving, quote unquote, or riding in, in the famous police chase?
0: A white Bronco.
1: Boom. You got it.
0: Look, I'm super into true crime. You think I wouldn't know that?
1: <laughs> Listen, I thought that was an easy
0: one. I remember hey. watching that on TV as it was happening. Yeah, I was Being over at very my... confused and feeling a little scared. <laughs>
1: I was scared, too. I was over at my sister's apartment, and we were- just absolutely
0: glued to the TV glued
1: to the TV. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. I'm starting out easy. The Spice Girls was an iconic pop group made up of how many singers?
1: Sporty Spice, Scary Spice, Ginger Spice, Posh Spice and Smurfy Spice. <laughs> I'm going with four. I can only think of four. I feel like there's always five. But I can only think of four. Oh, wait. Baby Spice. Yay! Five. <laughs> I was going to tell
0: you, because I asked you the other day, if I was a Spice Girl, which one would I be? And baby you Spice. You said Baby Spice. And I was yes. like, how can you not remember Baby Spice? She's the cutest.
1: <laughs> All right. I got it right. Sweet. Good job. Okay. This one's from 1999. Okay. What was the most popular cell phone on the market? And I'll pare this down. They were specific, but- the brand of cell Nokia. phone. Nokia. Nokia, you got it.
0: <gasps> Yay. I'm so proud of myself.
1: That thing was like unbreakable. The battery on that cell phone, which is unheard of today, mm-hmm. that thing would last like two weeks Dang. on a charge. And you could play Snake on it, which is
0: awesome. <laughs> so, I didn't have one.
1: I didn't either. But I knew people that had them. And you remember that, like, uh, did you ever see that feature where you could like push to talk? It would be like...
0: Like a walkie talkie?
1: Yeah, it was kind of like a walkie talkie, mm-hmm. except you could talk all the way across town. Right. I never had one, but I knew a lot of people that had that phone and they used the crap I remember
0: out of that people feature. doing it because I feel like it was really loud.
1: It was because you'd hear that. Hey, be
0: like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, in 1992, the largest mall in the U.S. opened in which state? Minnesota. Good job. It's
1: the Mall of America.
0: Yes. Yeah. Also, let me say just quickly, I don't know if there are a ton of people listening from our Instagram page, but this past week I posted, I did a post of stores in malls from the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, Instagram only allows you 10 slides yeah. per post. So I made the executive decision to choose the stores that I chose. <laughs> and people were so upset if I didn't choose a store that they thought should be on there. I get it. People are passionate about what they love.
1: There's nothing wrong with passion. That's fine.
0: There's nothing wrong with it. But also, I only have room for 10. It doesn't, a bunch of people were like, you forgot 579 or you forgot, you know, Wet Seal or whatever. I'm like, I didn't forget them. I just didn't have room for them. But then also, they were naming some stores that I've never even heard of because mm. we didn't have them here. Ah, you know?
1: Well, listen, you can't take it personally.
0: It's They're hard just... not to. I but know. I will say that. I will make more posts and I have lots of things saved. And they actually gave me notes because now I can look for things that I didn't even know existed or things I forgot about. You and we, know.
1: we also talked about an episode where we talk about malls and what they've become. Yeah. Mm, teaser. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun.
0: More to come.
1: All right. This is a challenging one because I've never heard of this before. What dairy product? Did the U.S. Agricultural Department propose as a substitute for meat in school lunches? Basically, it's like a protein replacement, but it's a dairy product.
0: Cottage cheese? No. Yogurt? One, yogurt! <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because I know like Greek yogurt is a, is a good source of protein. But... Yeah,
1: that was in 96. I'd never heard that okay. before.
0: Okay. Which beloved 1997 romance movie was directed by James Cameron?
1: <sighs> Titanic.
0: Good job. Okay. I had options to give you, but...
1: How many times did you see that in the theater? (laughs)
0: Like seven or eight.
1: How many times did you throw up watching that in the theater?
0: (laughs) Once. (laughs) I talk about that in a previous episode. If you haven't listened, it's the Smurfs and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, it is. If you want to hear about me puking.
1: It is a great story, too.
0: (laughs) I was not drunk.
1: No. What sweet and sour treats featured temporary tongue tattoos.
0: Sour Patch Kids? Warheads?
1: No. Nope. One <gasps> more guess. Would, wait, wait, wait. Before you guess.
0: Oh, I already guessed.
1: Well, four guesses. <laughs> <laughs> you could peel plastic off of it. This would probably be my least Were they favorite. long strips? Uh, I'm not going to give you that hint because I don't know what you mean by that.
0: Like fruit so, roll-ups? Fruit roll-ups. Oh.
1: I hated fruit roll-ups. You
0: did? I so love them. So much. They
1: grossed me out.
0: Oh, because of the paper.
1: No, just like their texture, their flavor.
0: They get stuck in your teeth though, but I I I wouldn't know.
1: I I think I ate one.
0: It tastes like childhood to me.
1: I don't doubt it because everybody at the table in my elementary school would have a fruit roll up, but I would have like the duplex cookies as my (laughs) treat. Two duplex cookies. Uh
0: huh. Kids were still having fruit roll ups when I taught.
1: Were they really? Ugh, are they actual fruit?
0: I mean, I think some of them claim they are. Hmm. I don't know if they are or not. Interesting. All right. I think this one is easy as well, but I'm going to throw it at you. What is the name of Will's wealthy uncle in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Uh,
1: I don't know. Uh, I, I can only think of Carlton, but that's his... Uh,
0: it's, I can give uh, you... Banks. It's, um, I can give you two choices.
1: No, I don't want choices. It's...
0: Say it like uncle... Phil. Yay, good job.
1: All right. I hope this one is simple. Who came up with the name of In
0: Justin's mom.
1: Justin's mom.
0: Lynn Harless. This was Jennifer Lopez's first number 1 song on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. I give you two choices.
1: Yeah, give me choices cuz I don't know.
0: If You Have My Love or Waiting for Tonight.
1: Uh, If You Have My Love.
0: Yes. Good job. Woo.
1: Okay, what fad toy, and like, this is one of those Christmas rush toys where it was like, oh, go get one. Nothing's there. You can't get one. Mm-hmm. What fad toy was feared to be a tool for foreign spies? Um, it kind of looked like Gizmo, but not.
0: Oh, a Furby?
1: A Furby.
0: Oh, yeah. interesting.
1: In 99, the NSA banned Furbies from its premises. <gasps> Because wow. they had concerns that would they uh, would
0: Furby like record?
1: I don't know things. But I believe the fears were unfounded. Because
0: that was late nineties, right? So that was like yeah. too late for us to have one. But
1: there was a mic that the Furby had, but yeah. it couldn't actually record anything. Hmm. Though newer Furby models could, but yeah, not not the ones from back then.
0: Well, speaking of nineties toys, I don't know if you would know this or not, but this handheld digital pet was one of the most popular toy fads of the late nineties.
1: It wasn't, um, uh, it was like, a. um, it's like a virtual pet. Wasn't it? Um, I actually did have one and you, you could like, like water it or feed it and stuff.
0: I have two names. I'm sure if you had it, then you would know it if I say it.
1: Yeah. Give me the names. I feel like I'm cheating though.
0: Tamagotchi or Webkins?
1: Oh, it's gotta be Tamagotchi. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. That was a, that was a difficult wondering.
0: one. I actually didn't think you, I wasn't, I wasn't even going to ask you that one. Cause I didn't think you would know it. I never had one. I feel like I was too old for that. But I mean I, I was guess too. Not. I just and had you, one. <laughs> and you're older than me, so <laughs> sorry. No offense. No shade. This podcast is called We Don't Wanna Grow Up. That's right. But it just took me a while to come back around to not wanting to be a grown up.
1: That's true. Okay. This one should be simple. What candy was marketed as the fresh maker? Mentos. Mentos.
0: Mentos. Okay.
1: Boy, oh, they had some really good commercials.
0: Mentos, oh. That was <laughs> Mentos, the Fresh Maker. I posted a Mentos commercial a while back. Oh yeah. All right, Whitney Houston's powerful rendition of "I Will Always Love You" topped the charts in 1992. After it was featured in which film?
1: Bodyguard.
0: Ah, oh, too easy for you. <gasps> mm, so good.
1: <laughs> How old was Mandy Moore when she released her first single? Candy, candy,
0: fifteen,
1: spot on,
0: yeah, amazing. She was opening for NSYNC at that time. Hmm. I saw her.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. how was she? Great. Yeah, she was fun. Isn't she on the television show that you watched for a bit there?
0: Yeah, and this that is maybe us. More?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yep.
0: What was the name of Ross's pet monkey and friends?
1: Uh, I don't remember
0: Maurice or Marcel. Marcel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Next one. What was the best-selling rock album of the 90s?
0: Aerosmith.
1: I'm going to give you three choices. Was it Aerosmith? (laughs) Was it... um, Guns N' Roses? No, that's not your second choice. The second choice is Guns N' Roses. Mm -hmm. We'll go with that. The third choice is Alanis Morissette.
0: Oh, Alanis Morissette.
1: That's correct. (laughs) Jagged Little Pill. Yep. Was the best-selling...
0: Is to sing my heart out to that whole CD. And we just recently, we listened to that whole album. We
1: had a really good from, time.
0: Like in order and just sang our hearts out. It was yep. so good. Which controversial soft drink was released in 1992? Jolt. And rejected by the public? No. No. I'm going to give you two choices Crystal Pepsi or Clear Pepsi?
1: Oh, um, I believe it was called. Clear Pepsi. No, it was Crystal Pepsi. Oh.
0: Crystal was rejected. Clear was on the shelves.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I kind of remember that.
0: It just felt really gross to me. But what I, year
1: was it? 92? Yeah. I feel like Zima came out like closely after that.
0: Yeah. You <laughs> used to have Zima with the Jolly Ranchers in it. Did you do that?
1: Uh, I never did Jolly Ranchers in it, but, well, I guess Actually, I can't time the first time that I had Zima. Same. Um, But yeah, <laughs> that was the first alcoholic beverage that i had on my own me
0: too well no not that wasn't the first that was the first that i ever had on my own without my sister
1: oh wow. <laughs> well my dad had a keg in the house so yeah. it's not like i would never had beer before but that was the one that i got myself
0: my mom would probably be shocked to find out where i was when i first had zima where were you I was just at a friend's house that was very straight-laced. Really? Yeah. Oh. I think she would be shocked. I bet she can guess if she's listening.
1: Give her three guesses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: What 90s dance craze came to the charts courtesy of Los Del Mar? Macarena. The Macarena. Macarena.
0: I still remember standing in the living room with, like, my sister and some of her friends. And I think my mom or maybe both my parents were there, you know, not participating, but learning the Macarena.
1: I never learned it. I only looked at it.
0: (laughs) I mean, I was young. Okay, here's one for you. What do the initials in Jenko jeans stand for? I have two choices if you want. (sighs)
1: Something It's like... Just, uh, basically like, don't judge people, just something. Give me the choices. You're I so remember. close. What is it?
0: There's two choices. Journey now, carry on, or judge none, choose one.
1: Judge none, choose one.
0: Very good. I will say I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though.
1: Yeah, that's good. Okay, this is an easy one. Okay. What were REM losing in their 1991 hit single? Their
0: religion. Their religion. Yes, good job. (laughs) That was easy, but that's good. All right, in full house, whatever happened to predictability? Okay, (laughs) Uh, what color was the exterior of the original house? White. Very good. It says off-white here, but we'll take it.
1: Close enough. We'll take it. She'll allow it.
0: I'll allow it.
1: Okay, last one for me. Which TV character was so popular in the 90s that he got his own cereal? This is a TGIF character. Balky? Incorrect.
0: Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. Oh, Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel. Yeah. Good job. Oh, well, I didn't know he had his own cereal. No, I it's didn't fun. either. Yeah. All right. Last question for me. TLC's hit song, No Scrubs. Yeah. Topped the Billboard Hot 100 in what year? I've got two guesses for you if you want them. I'm thinking. You sound like Ralphie in A Christmas Story.
1: I'm I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Give me the guesses. <sighs>
0: 95 or
1: 99? Oh, um, well, let's see. I had their album that had the Waterfalls song on there in 95, so I'm going to go, I don't think it was on there. I think I'm gonna go with 99. Good job. Thank you.
0: Yes, mate. (laughs) Yes, mate. I would have gotten that one because I just remember being like college age when that Mm -hmm. was out. Mm -hmm. All right. I think we did pretty good on that trivia.
1: Yeah, that was actually really solid for both of us.
0: Nicely done. Well done. All right, you know the drill. You can come find us on Instagram at we don't wanna grow up pod. Email us at we don't wanna grow up pod at gmail. Join our Facebook group at we don't wanna grow up exclamation <laughs> point. Or come support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash we don't wanna grow up. We're soon going to have some exclusive content there that you might be interested in. Yeah. And that's it. Have a great day.
1: See y'all soon.